My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of our program will be aware, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we've invited Colin Smith, Director and Head of Planning for Scotland at Turley, onto today's program. Uh, Colin, very warm welcome to you and by all means, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for the invitation. It's an immense pleasure having you, Colin, and once again, thanks for your time. Um, Now, you are a full-service planning and development consultancy, which is only really a rough outline of what it is that you do. So just to address the listeners that might not be familiar with the business, what exactly is it in your own words that you're involved with? Well, really, we we promote change in the built environment. We promote uh, through new developments uh, for for developers, be it housing, uh, commercial space, hotel, leisure, student accommodation, uh, logistics, everything uh, through planning applications. And we also promote promote the allocation on a longer term basis, the allocation of land for, for development of our own services. We have a core planning service uh, and that's supported by a range of other services which can be brought to bear depending uh, on circumstances across. In Scotland, we have a, a very good heritage service based here, uh, but there's also services around economics, uh, business case, sustainability, design, etc. cetera, uh, across the UK and, and Ireland. Yeah, so you're working in some quite key industries there, and those are sectors that couldn't just, you know, sort of go into that state of hibernation over the last couple of years during COVID. They're very much sort of areas that had to very much carry on. Um, just to kind of get an idea of how you were affected by the uh, the pandemic and some of the lockdown um, challenges that came about as a result of it, um, how did you kind of address those and try and get over those to get into the position that you're in today? Well, really, there was a very swift uh, decision-making of the, of the company leadership in terms of uh, working from home and the, and the technical support to that. So we actually adapted uh, very quickly to to working from home requirements, which it seems a long time ago now came in in, in March 2020. Uh, so the team the team uh, moved to working from home basis. In, in in terms of Scottish business, we we carried on uh, reasonably in terms of the, the the volume of work we were doing reasonably unaffected by by COVID. A lot of the, the applications once they're once they're in process, they have to carry on. Uh, land promotion deadlines they they have to be met. So our our work carried on under very changed personal circumstances for the team, uh, which brought its own uh, separate ch- ch- challenges, really due to the uh, sort of the desocialisation on a face to face basis of working operation. A lot of what we do is very much around uh, interaction and ideas sparking off each other uh, in a similar way to to you know, if we're working in the design environment, that's very much the case. But similarly, in the planning context, where it's often about thoughts and strategy and 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 how do we address particular challenges, then that the immediacy of the interaction is is removed. So uh, a lot of the work was around maintaining contact between people, albeit at home, uh, really just to make sure that you know primacy, health and well-being, but also there to maintain that interaction and and uh, delivery of work, but also their their development uh, as well. 
Mm. Certainly makes sense uh, from my perspective. And, you know, from sort of trying to overcome those challenges and, you know, sort of keep uh, sort of staff morale and concentration high and obviously make sure that the business was keeping providing those vital services going. Uh, do you feel that you've kind of learned a lot about sort of yourself and your colleagues during this time and maybe even become more resilient as a business? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, it's uh, you know, no one here has experienced anything like it before. Uh, and so the, the, the instantaneous adaptation that you're, you're thrown into, you, you, to a degree, you, you, you have to get on with it, uh, but you certainly have to adapt your ways and means of, of working. And it's, you know, it's interesting to, to reflect back on some of the changes that, that, that were brought to bear long days on Teams meetings, which to agree have, have carried on, but are now easing. But actually people built in new routines around well-being and exercise. I certainly did. Mm. You know, I, I cycled much more than I had since, since my uh, early years. And I actually cycle a lot less now because we're into a more normalized, start to get a more normalized work environment. Uh, people found ways to fit their work, extend their working day around around well-being and staying busy, particularly in, during the winter months where it was uh, the, the, the days were shorter and you had to you know, get out during the daylight, really. Mm. Uh, and I, I mean, I, 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 which I've carried on, I adopted uh, a regular uh, tennis grouping that, that we, we started once we were allowed to come out again with COVID. And, and that actually carried on and everyone who's part of it really reflects very positively on that as, as something that really helped to uh, get them get them through it because it it was not just working in isolation but the isolation from friends and family was was a really difficult thing for uh, people to different degrees uh, but we certainly learned to to support each other through those through those sort of the, the early initial uh, pretty difficult days. Yeah, and it can be a little bit of a double-edged sword, can't it, the uh, the work-from-home situation? Because um, as good as it is um, that you can obviously fit your work around sort of your own day and your own well-being practices, without sort of kind of, you know, self-discipline, if we call it that, it can be quite easy to get bogged down in sort of working through, can't you? Because you haven't taken the time out to sort of commute into an office space and you're probably working during that time and perhaps even working a little bit later into the evening as well. So it's also about just sort of managing yourself in those circumstances, isn't it, to really sort of reap the benefits that it provides? It, it, it did. You have to make sure you are, you are building in time for <laughs> time for self uh, as well as covering covering work uh, and you learnt you know the discipline of, of uh, you know days on on video conferences which which are which can be you know really quite quite exhausting and physically challenging when you are in a sedentary position for a lot longer than you normally would be in an office environment uh, because you're you're sat there for four or five hours largely just looking at a screen so it it wasn't uh, the most, it's not, you know, there are health, health benefits that can really come from that if you're not making sure you're, you're getting up, staying mobile, uh, physically moving, getting daylight, uh, eating well, uh, etc. So that, that was, that was so for me, that was an important aspect of building and, and try and make sure that others were taking time out from, from the work to just look after themselves. Mm, exactly right. And 
Moreover, as well, um, the last couple of years has had a sort of significant impact on the construction industry as a sector that, you know, had to carry on during that time. And it's an industry that's had issues with sort of long-standing skill shortages anyway, but there is evidence to say that the pandemic has exacerbated that. We've seen people leaving the industry. Um, we've seen many as well with the advent of Brexit returning to Europe as well. They were maybe working in the sector on the ground and have obviously gone back to their countries of origin now. Um has sort of the skill shortage or skills exodus in construction on the ground had a knock-on effect for you and your business on the planning side at all? Uh, it's certainly, I mean, we have recruited uh, uh, a couple of times during, during the last two years, which which were, you know, fortunate to do, both in terms of just the requirement to do so and also the people that we, we did recruit to a very high calibre. Certainly across construction in general, there is a there is a, a skills shortage, uh, and in professional services, likewise there is a there is a, a skills gap at particular levels where it's 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 very challenging to to recruit. Uh, you know, the phrase "the great resignation" has has been used to to really, I guess, capture the <laughs> the new freedom and flexibility that people feel in 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 certain industries. Uh, a lot of times they've, they've been fortunate to be able to adapt very quickly to a working from home environment for laptop, uh, but that's really engendered them with a with a real sense of well, actually, uh, I can I can change jobs just by sitting still in my own kitchen and and, mm. and do something and do something different. Uh, I guess that another thing in construction that's really really prevalent is uh, the cost of materials, which yeah. which I guess is is influenced by. Uh, I guess Brexit, without getting too political, but also other world events that, that have appeared since COVID that have really exacerbated that, and so that there are really there are some significant challenges in, in the development sector, uh, which is I guess a, a broader a broader consideration of just construction, but development in general in terms of resource, people, cost availability of people, cost of people, and also materials in order to deliver. Deliver the development that everyone needs because that includes infrastructure, it includes homes, workspace, uh, and everything that, that that goes with that. Uh, and so it, it does become increasingly challenging to to deliver it on a on a, on a viable basis. It, it is, isn't it? And I suppose with supply chain shocks, I mean, you're kind of at the mercy of global forces and just sort of playing the waiting game until that starts to settle. But um, obviously, with the skill shortage, that's something that you know we can do something about um, as sort of industry, as um, a country, as education, as government. So, um, from your perspective, um, what do you think sort of needs to be done to try and sort of bring more talent into the industry first and foremost? I think it's broadening, broad, broaden two things really, uh, broadening the reach of of the development industry. Uh, uh, in terms of diversifying the workforce, encouraging a broader section of society to to engage uh, to engage in it, uh, and skills and training. I like that as we as we grow the numbers who are interested in it. Uh, I think in part by just raising the importance of it uh, and the range of opportunities that sit within the development sector, uh, and to get that interest and also provide the and support training opportunities. Uh, or for those who do express uh, interest through traditional routes, uh, 
training university college, but also perhaps non-traditional routes through apprenticeships and other learning opportunities that can that can bring bring people in. Uh, because we're we're competing against other other industries that are facing the same challenges and are taking initiatives of their own to make them more attractive to to, to new talent. So you know it's 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 a uh, it's an ever changing uh, picture, but certainly a, a key aspect of business these days is is having a real focus on identifying and retaining talent as part of the the growth and and sustaining that that business exactly and you know when you do find the skilled talent that is out there i suppose because a lot of people's priorities have changed as a result of covid the wants and needs of the employee or the prospective employee have changed somewhat haven't they so there's a lot more emphasis now on what are your corporate social responsibility policies uh, what are your well-being policies what is this um, employer going to offer me per se and obviously leaders in the recruitment environment, which is very challenging at the moment, also have to take that into consideration, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, people uh, these are in the market, they are looking for, certainly tend to be looking for uh, a, a lot more beyond just immediate rewards. There's, mm-hmm. the, there's the, the, the hard stuff in recruitment around uh, reward. reward. Uh, but there's also, the, the as you say, the... the well-being, the softer aspect, well-being, vision, values, how they go about their business, uh, and and how they how they look after their their people and those they deal with. So those those aspects are are rapidly gaining uh, just as much importance as just the hard stuff around around rewards. Mm, they are absolutely right, and you know, in this kind of you know volatile period that we're facing as we've come out of the uh, the acute phase of the pandemic, and we're still sort of trying to deal with that kind of hangover effect, as it were. Um, I'd be interested to understand just before we wrap up, Colin, what sort of some of your priorities at Turley going to be over the next twelve months as we hopefully see some form of recovery, and where ideally you'd like to be by this time next year. Yeah, I mean, certainly I can certainly speak from the, the, the Scottish business unit where. Mm. We've we've we have done well within within the last couple of years in terms of uh, growing our business, uh, consolidating where we were, growth in, in certain key sectors, particularly in, in the built rent and, and, and the return to hospitality and leisure uh, uh, part of the industry. And certainly, the focus of the next twelve months is in the context of coming out of a pandemic and now having to and, and which was preceded by Brexit and now having to deal with with war in Ukraine and all the ramifications of that, the, the, the terrible things that are happening there, it's really a focus on delivery of quality of service, uh, looking after the, the, the team in, in Scotland, looking after our clients in Scotland, uh, continuing to deliver good work and to attract attract new business uh, and to to sustain that through a, you know in twelve months' time. Uh, it's very difficult to to know what uh, the economic context we're working with in twelve months' time. Mm. Uh, albeit, we, we know there's going to be rising costs uh, driven by inflation that increases towards the end of the year. Energy costs are forecast to continue to rise and not level out until about twelve months' time. Uh, and you know, it's sustaining a business in that context is 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 difficult. We just have to focus on what is what is core, and that is. Uh, the work we have, the work we want to deliver uh, for our for our clients and and the team the team we have here. 
And hopefully that is carried out to the best possible effect. And, you know, we do get to that point where hopefully we see things start to cool. And, uh, you know, I think as we start to, you know, see the fog clearing and we start to understand in um, 12 months time, hopefully what trajectory we're going to be going on. Um, I relish the opportunity, perhaps, Colin, to welcome you back onto the show and just kind of see uh, where you're at and how things are uh, getting on behind the scenes. I, I would be delighted to report back in, in a year's time and, and just to see where we are. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Um, it's been really informative, certainly having you on the uh, the programme with us today. And uh, by all means as well, do take care and do stay safe with all that is still going on. Thank you very much for your time. It was indeed a real pleasure welcoming Colin Smith, Director and Head of Planning for Scotland at Turley, onto today's show. And I do hope that everybody tuning in thoroughly enjoyed the interview today. Um, just to remind listeners um, tuning into this podcast, um, if you are the head of an organisation or a business owner yourself um, or in any position of authority really and you do feel that you have your own story to share with us, then we do of course want to hear from you. So you too can also apply to be on the programme to share that story via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Until next time, I have been your host Scott Chaloner on the Leaders Council podcast today and to all of our listeners, please take care and goodbye.